Hello, and welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you wisely manage your resources, your influence, and your life. And in today's episode, we're going to help you wisely manage school choice. We have a really fun episode, a different episode. I'm currently in the conference room at Stewardship with a bunch of people, a bunch of really wise, awesome people, wise and loving people, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Let's start with Riley. Hello, I'm Riley Norton. Um, My husband is Jake Norton, works at Stewardship. He does um, financial advising and investing. Yes. And now I'm going to ask you, because we're going to help wisely manage people's school choice, what is your plan for your children and their schooling over this next school year? Yeah, so next year, um, our kids, we have two, um, they are both attending a private Christian school, Valley Christian. Awesome. Um, our daughter's going into junior high, so this is new for her. Ah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay, Jody is my wife. Go ahead, honey. Hi, I'm Jody Botma, <laughs> and I am married to Grant, and we have three kids. Yes, and what are we going to do with schooling for next year? Everybody's doing something different next year. Our fourth grader is going to a hybrid school called Prenda. Um, her Prenda teacher is actually in this room with us right now. Awesome. And then Parker's going into fifth grade, and he's going to full-time homeschool with mm-hmm. me. And is going into seventh grade, and she is doing homeschool through a co-op called Classical Conversations. And so that is going to be her full-time schooling, but mostly done at home. Yeah. All right. So we've got several options there. All right, Jess, your turn. I'm Jessica Tag. My husband is Marshall Tag. Like I said before, he's a geek squad. I'm not sure what he does actually behind the scenes, all the tech stuff, not this tech stuff, but other tech stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, we have four kids. And so next year I will be a Prenda guide and I will be in our own home with nice. extra kids plus mine. Yeah, and based on what Jody just said, Prend is kind of like a hybrid, right? It's like homeschool slash... Kind of. Yeah. More in person with me, mm-hmm. and they get to do bonus extra time at home, right. which can be cooking, anything the parents deem educational right. as their bonus. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right, Christine, your turn. I'm Christine Ream, and I'm married to Brandon. He works here at Stewardship with the insurance, and we have three boys, um, seventh, fifth, and third grade. Yep, and then next year you guys will? We are going to homeschool full-time, along with a couple co-ops and and different things. Yeah, so again, this episode is about school choice, and these ladies graciously decided to um, donate their time and their wisdom and their love uh, to be on this episode uh, so that we could share with you guys kind of not only what they're doing, what they've done in the past, but the decision-making process to help decide where to send your kids to school. This is something that can add a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, Ladies, have you felt that anxiety in the past? Are you currently feeling that anxiety now of, oh man, where do I send my kids to school? Has that been a thing for you? I'd say it's not right now, but it definitely has in different seasons. And I think what all parents want is what's best for their kid. Mm -hmm. And so you do sometimes feel overwhelmed as what is best for my kid. I want what's best. And so is it public school? Is it homeschool? Is it a private school? Is it a charter school? 
And so, yeah, feeling overwhelmed with what is best and then not only for our family what's best, but what's best for each individual child. So that can get overwhelming. Yeah, for even, sure. Even not piggybacking on that is I feel like every year is a new reevaluation of what each kid is like. Yeah. Because I feel like we can stay strong with what we were doing last year, but that doesn't mean this next year is going to be the same play out. Yeah, and, and not only each kid every year could be different, but even what's going on in society from year to year can change stuff. I mean, all of us on some level were forced to be homeschool parents because of the stay home period and the COVID and all the things, right? Um, and that's what makes this podcast so relevant because I think there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that are now questioning, hmm, what, what is best for my kids? Do, do I still want to do the public school thing after what we just experienced? Or maybe do I still want to do the homeschool thing after what we just experienced? Or do I want to do a hybrid or, or is private school what's best for our family? Um, so I want to hear more about the history of what type of schooling you have taken your kids through and why you took them through those choices uh, before. So Riley, what, how have you schooled your kids in the past? Yeah, so our oldest um, is Ivy, and um, so she's the one that's going into junior high this year. And this is, so private school is not what she had done in the past. Um, she actually started kindergarten in public school, went through um, fifth grade in public school, and um, we just felt um, really good sending her uh, my mother-in-law worked in the public school system yeah. for years and years, and she kind of knew people. And I think I feel like that gave me just a piece about having her go there, mm. and my husband had good experiences there. So we did that. So we sent her, and for the most part, she did have a good experience. And then last year, everything changed a little bit. Yeah. And we actually ended up choosing to homeschool her that year. Never thought I would do that. I grew up being homeschooled, and I just didn't think that was my calling in life to be a homeschool teacher. Yeah. Um, and I did it for a year. So, um, yeah. yeah, so she's been through a few different things. Um, my son, McCoy, he did private school last year. He went, um, it was kindergarten. And um, when that school opened, we just chose um, that for him, felt like that would be best. And my husband went to that school mm. in high school, um, and it just felt like the right place for him. We wanted to build community, um, and it was really great. So, yeah, we've done a few different things. So, uh, your husband uh, not only went to a public school, but then in high school went to a private school, he Christian did. school. Yep. Uh, and you yourself were a homeschooled child. Yep. And so you've through. like you guys have had all those experiences, yeah. and as a result, now have taken your kids through most of those experiences. Yes. Um, of those experiences, um, do you feel like there was one that was, is perfect for your child or perfect for your family? We do. Okay. We we feel like um, private Christian school is perfect for our family in mm. this stage of life. Um, in this stage of life. Yes. That is very important. Because I do think it's okay. Um, like someone else had just said, you know, things change and our kids, they're all different. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to pick one thing for a time. And if it stops being the best thing for them to research and find something that works better. Yeah. I think that's the way to go and not just to be like, okay, we're doing this. We're sticking with this. This is it. You know, cause like right. you just don't know what's going to happen in life. Yeah. So, um, yes, for this season of life, we feel like that is where we want our kids to be and we feel peace about it. That's great. Jody, you were homeschooled. And when we were dating and 
the first several years of our marriage, I remember you repeating over and over again. I will not homeschool my kids. Yes. Period. Yeah. It's not an option. And we sent (laughs) our oldest to a private Christian school to kindergarten for, what was it? Did it last one semester? She went to preschool. A preschool. Then even kindergarten. Wow. Four days a week for a semester. And I was like, that's annoying. I didn't really work for me and our family and our schedule. And yeah, so. And we went homeschool right after that. We started praying about it. And there I was eating my words. Yep. Homeschooling our kids. <laughs> yeah. So not only have uh, we done just a very small, short period of time for private school for Cambria, we've homeschooled most of that time. When people think of homeschool, they probably think of one thing. You know, they think they have to do this curriculum and they have to be the teacher for all the things and create an eight hour, you know, schedule and program for their children from when they wake up to when school's over, which is not at all what homeschool looks like for us. But would you share some of the different homeschool options or things that we've done in the past? Yeah. So what I tell everyone is because some people just think that you're superwoman if you homeschool your kids and that's not at all how honey, it works. Honey, I think you're super. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, so anyway, yeah, I uh, definitely am not superwoman, but the Lord will give you what you need according to what he calls you to do. So um, for me, I've always said I will homeschool my kids as long as they're we're involved in a co-op or as long mm. as they're signed up for other classes or as long as they're doing other other academic um, things where they get p- other adults teaching them. So one, I'm not in charge of all of their education. Two, they're in an environment with other adults and other kids some days. And three, I get a break from them. So you said co-op and other adults you know, involved in their education. What have co-ops looked like in the past? Is it like this thing that you have to sign up for and it's rigid and you show up? Or is it you just text a bunch of your other homeschool friends and say, let's do a thing together? What is a co-op? It is all like really all of the above. Okay. Um, if you don't like all the co-ops that you find, start your own. Yeah. And so a co-op is just like a group of people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So a homeschool co-op would be families that homeschool. Mm -hmm. And so we have joined co-ops that you pay a tuition for and the kids go once or twice a week Uh and get classes. We've done co-ops where we just meet up and do field trips. Uh Um, There's all kinds of resources, co-ops. You just have to dig in. There's so many options if you want to homeschool your kids, but you don't want the huge responsibility. That is what it seems. Just look in your area. There's so much you can sign up for online and in-person groups, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And many of our children are here in the office as we're recording this, and it sounds like they're having a co-op of their own in the office next to (laughs) us with the the banging and the noise, which just means they're having fun, which is great. Um, Okay, Jess, so your children are younger than some of the other children represented around this table. So you don't necessarily have the history of, oh, these are all the things that we've done with our kids. But take us through kind of what your thought process is in choosing, hey, look, this is what we're going to be doing this next year. So I was – I'm going to go back under my history a little bit. I was public school Mm -hmm. in another state, and my brother was homeschooled. So I got to see – I was K through 12 public, and he was public till fourth grade, and then he was home. Mm -hmm. And I got to see him 
build the cabin that's on my mom and dad's property where we got married. Yeah. Like he built that as his senior project. Mm -hmm. Like the things he was able to do that I was like, I don't even know how did you start that? You know, like I had the education, you didn't. That's kind of what I thought public school was for. And he being homeschooled was supposed to know nothing because Mm -hmm. that's how homeschool was in our community back in the Midwest. So So your your experience and your thought process about homeschool meant that hey, you didn't have as much as of an education. Correct. But then you got to see him do something tangible and like thrive in a certain area because right. of homeschool. Right. Wow. And he started his own landscape business. Yeah. Not going to school, not going to college. Wow. And the things that he was able to do with the autonomy that my mom and dad let him do. Yeah. Like the things that he was able to do that I didn't get to do in a structured setting, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That was our family, you know. But not only that, so you came to Arizona, moved here, and started working then for a private school, a Christian right. school. Right, so then I went to Christian school. I went overseas, taught at a Christian school. Oh, that's then right. I was here, taught at a Christian school. And then I kind of thought, all right, well, I will be teaching, and I'll be bringing my kids in with me, and I'll know all the staff and all the teachers. It'll be great. It'll just be another family. And then with Marshall's position of coaching, we were – on the East Coast, and we were in Pennsylvania for three years, and their schooling is even a little different. Um, and at that time when we were there, my mindset was, well, I know how to teach. I'm, I can I can do K to 8, and mm. then after that, you're on your own. Again, we're going one year at a time, but I thought, well, with his schedule, I want us to be able to be free to go mm. and do and and support him and go on road trips and do whatever. So for the last Six years of that, then jumping to South Carolina, we were able to do that. We homeschooled to be able to be flexible with his schedule. Yeah. To be able to support him on the road and be at all the games. So I thought that was the best situation in that aspect. Then we come back here. For that season of life. For that season, correct. Right. And then we come back here and all our friends are doing everything different like nobody's doing the same thing which is really really cool at the same time it's so overwhelming because you're like well what the heck do you where do you go what do you start with what do you do which is what a lot of people got to be thinking and feeling right now as they're listening to this episode or even going into this episode probably grateful like oh man this is great hearing all of these experiences but whoa now what right and we're going to talk through that in the second half of this episode by giving easy one two three of how to choose what's best for you and your family but yeah that i bet people resonate with that feeling right i hope yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't hope for that right. but yeah so what was cool is because i we got to come back here and we chose to come back here not for blood family but you guys are all mm-hmm. family to mm-hmm. us And um, we chose to come back here and have our kids grow up with these guys. And so in my mindset, I kind of thought we're all going to do school together in some way, which Mm -hmm. we kind of have been flow in that, which is really, really cool. Um, But I didn't know where to start. Um, And I at that time only had a second grader, first grader. And so my others are like just hanging along for the ride. They don't know what's up, you know? Last year was our first year where we moved and we're renovating, and I knew I could not take on homeschooling right at the beginning of the year. For that season of life, again. Yeah, Yeah. and that's when I found Prenda. Mm -hmm. um, And that was ideal for what me as a teacher, what I wanted in homeschooling, just kind of the culmination of everything that I've ever looked for and wanted. Um, and so the kids got to do that for a semester last year, but 
it got really annoying because I had two youngers at home and I was dragging them back and forth. It was great for the older two and for the younger two. I was like, this sucks because then we're in the car for an hour, two hours every day, just running around. Um, And I was like, how do people do this every day? So I, through Prenda, um, I have the opportunity to be the guide so I can get paid for teaching my children and taking on some other children to be able to build that community and just the layout and of what Prenda is is what I've been looking for, just empowering learners. Mm. And that's their ultimate mission. And so I'm excited to to try this this season and one year at a time. Yeah. yeah. Or one semester. We'll see one semester at a time. Man, there's such a theme happening here. There's just options, right? There are a lot of options with schooling. And Christine, you guys, uh, in your past of, of choosing where to send your kids for their schooling is even another option that hasn't necessarily been talked about yet. Would you share that, please? Yeah. We, um, for four years, did a private hybrid school. So the boys would attend three days a week, and then two days a week they would be at home with lesson plans given from the teachers that I would implement at home and do with them. And So, so right away there's probably people listening who are like, ooh, that sounds really great because – I would like homeschool, but I'm not a teacher. I can't do this, right? So something like that sounds fun. And that's exactly why it appealed to us at that season of life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because we're not doing that right now. We did it for four years. But I was having some health issues, and so homeschooling um, was something we were doing. Mm-hmm. And it just became too much for me yeah. to um, plan things out and figure it all out at the time. But I still wanted to be involved mm-hmm. as much as I could and have them home um, to do some other things and to have a little bit of flexibility. And so that just at that time seemed like the best option and it worked so great for us for those four years. And then, um, yeah, and now we've chosen homeschool again and that's been good for us in this season, again, just with freedom and flexibility, yeah. feeling like um, heavy heavy on our hearts is to disciple our children. And again, you can do that with any school choice, right. but best for us. We felt like homeschooling was the best option at this season of life to do that and to disciple them and just how to live life and how to love to learn and and do some of those things. So homeschooling is a choice for us right now. So what would you feel like is was the big benefit for your family during the hybrid time where it was the private school a couple days a week, Mm -hmm. home a couple days a week, they gave the curriculum to you. What was the biggest benefit for you and your family during that time? That's a great question. I feel like there's a lot of benefits. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. Um, for for me personally, the biggest benefit was I did not feel the weight of the education on my shoulders. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. Because the school picked the curriculum. The school um, told me what to do and when it needed to be done. Yeah. And then I turned it in. So I could do it with my kids. I could be right there doing it with them. But I didn't have that weight or burden. And at that time, I couldn't share that burden with where I was with my health journey. Yeah. So. Well, um, this we're going to transition to the second half of this conversation. Uh, And what we're going to talk about is, okay, we've heard about all these different options, which is great. We know a little bit about the background of each of you. Um, So how how do you decide? How how did you guys make the decisions that to got to get you to this point? Uh, What what thought processes or what maybe framework do you need to follow to make sure you're making the right decision for your family? But the Stewardship Podcast is put together by Stewardship, where we are home loan insurance and investment advisors that serve you with wisdom and love. So Dan, 
why don't you hit them with a one-minute money tip while we talk about finances. If you've lived in Arizona for longer than a week, you've likely experienced a crack or a chip in your windshield that needed to be addressed, and you've likely seen one of those wonderful signs on the side of the road that promise $100 cash back if you file an insurance-covered glass claim. So three things that I want you to think about. First and foremost, you have glass coverage and you need a repair or replacement. That's what you have that coverage for. Go ahead and get that done. Number two, just by filing that glass claim, your rates very likely will not go up at renewal because of it. However, the third thing I want you to think about is if you get into the habit of filing a bunch of glass claims, I promise as you go to reshop with other carriers, those claims will impact the rates that you're able to get. And in some extreme situations, the carrier might actually deny you a quote altogether based on how many glass claims they've seen over a three, four, five year period. So again, if you have the coverage and you need a repair or replacement, that's what it's there for. But don't just do it for the gift card. All right, so here we are. We've heard all these options. Everybody is kind of faced with these options. Everybody's thinking, second guessing, wondering, what do I do for my family? Am I doing this right? All right, girls, how do you decide? How do you decide what is best for your family? I would say for Brandon and I, um, going back to our background a little bit, I was homeschooled, public school, private school. Brandon was public. That's right. So Brandon and, was in public school, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, the thing. Yeah, it was the thing. And then, you know, he we both worked at a private school out of college. Yes. And then he taught in public as well. So we've kind of had, you know, tapped into all this. So it is overwhelming. Um, and kind of how I mentioned before, different seasons. We've had different seasons with what we've done with our boys. But I think... Um, removing all those choices and kind of taking it back a step and being like, as a family, what is our vision or our mission as our family? Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on, I have all these choices, what do I do? We wanted to, to be like, okay, as this family, how do we want to walk life out? And then what does that look like? And so maybe there's, it'll eliminate some of those choices because you know, homeschooling wouldn't work for the vision that you have for your family or public school wouldn't work for the vision that you have for your family. And so that's kind of how we've set back and made our choice is for us. And what's been most important is as faith being the biggest thing in our, our home, we want to disciple our kids. We feel like that's what we're called to do. And so again, you can do that with any school choice, but the best choice for us, we felt like at this season was homeschooling and then also having the freedom and flexibility to go on trips to, we have a lot of family in town. So to be able to spend time with them or help them as needed and, um, yeah, give our, our boys some freedom to maybe, um, go with the strengths that they want or things that they're interested in and, and not feel like we um, have to get certain things done and turn certain things in at, at a time. And again, that worked for us at a certain time, and it was great. But now being in this different season and feeling like as a vision for our family, we just wanted more freedom and flexibility. Yeah, freedom, discipleship, those are two themes I'm hearing in the the vision for uh, what you want for your family. What What about you girls? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's huge and that definitely played into our school choice as well and decisions um i think for grant and i we're not super wise i mean sometimes we like to think we are but we um really just pray about everything because i feel like the lord knows our kids better the lord knows what's best for them better than we do so i think that is that takes such a huge huge weight 
off of all sh- our shoulders and every kind of like the end of school year we kind of just start praying like what's it going to be for mm-hmm. next year lord like lead us to what's best for each kid and every year he does and so it doesn't seem that overwhelming because yeah. we kind of just surrender it the lord knows the future the lord knows our kids better he knows what they need and he guides us and so that's super helpful for us yeah it's uh we're not doing it alone right and we have an ultimate authority from our creator who we can call on to help in that um so our mission in our family jody is to love others and I think the freedom that Christine talked about in homeschool kind of matches a little bit with that loving others or allows us to pursue loving others differently and especially being self-employed, that freedom kind of helped a lot in choosing, if I can choose my schedule at work, well, then I can choose my schedule with our kids in school and that's super helpful too. But Riley and and Jess, you know, what are your guys' family missions or how does the choice of, of what you guys are doing match with your family mission? Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of um, the vision that we um, have stems from um, what we didn't have when we were in school and the things we'd wished we had, you know. Um, so Some Gaps that you're looking to yes, fill. Yes, for yeah. sure. So a big one for me, I, so I was homeschooled all until I went to college. And a big one for me was we um, didn't really have a community. My mom, we weren't in like co-ops. We weren't in any of that. And I know it's so different now. I know there's a great way to do that um, nowadays with homeschooling. But um, for me and knowing, and I really struggled in school. Um, I didn't do well academically. And so I just knew I wasn't going to be, you know, the teacher for my children. And um, we felt like when Ivy was in public school, the community side of it was kind of missing. Hmm. Um, And so we really want our kids to have other adults in their lives speaking into their lives because that's something I missed out on. I feel like I missed out on. Um, So, and I think too, like our, you know, our kids' personalities have a big impact on what you choose. Like, I feel yeah. that way, definitely. Um, our kids are diff- – they're very um, outspoken. And I think me teaching them would not go well. And yeah. it didn't go very well last year, if I'm honest. I tried, and it didn't work out very well. Um, and they they just do so much better when someone else is teaching them. Mm-hmm. So and my – I just really – both of us just really want um, – teachers who will encourage them and teach them, um, you know, about the Lord too. Like that was a big a thing that was lacking um, when Ivy was in public school that we chose this year, you know, we want to change that. And mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're just excited about the community aspect that we're hoping to build there that just I didn't have. So Yeah, and when I think of Valley Christian, like one of the words that comes to mind is community. I did not go to that school, but my older sisters and my brother went to that school and my cousins went to that school. And it's a community that I'm like forever a part of, even though I didn't go there. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you yeah. talk about older people pouring into your children's life. There are people on staff there now that poured into me at various times in my life that are still on staff there. So yeah. And, and I think another thing that I heard from you is like, oh, you know what? I'm honest. It didn't go well when I was homeschooling. That's okay. It is. Right? It's okay. Yeah. There's no shame if like, yeah, homeschooling didn't work out for us. It doesn't mean you're a failure totally. of a parent yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means that for that season of life, based on how your kids are and how you're doing, 
there's a better option for you. Yes. And that's okay. Totally. Yeah. I failed trying to get my daughter to preschool on time. Like I, that did not (laughs) work for me. I was yelling at my kids every day trying to get my daughter to preschool on time. So like I failed, like that was not something I could handle. (laughs) So everybody, you know, it's just different, different things. And then I think, and again, in the future, our kids will be going to school. Um, and I think I can maybe handle getting them there at that season, hopefully. Or they'll be driving. They'll be be driving. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Jess, what's your kind of family mission or vision and and how's that playing out for you in in making this decision? Well, I feel like our family mission is still underway Mm. and um, because we're still in the young, young, we're in the survival stage. That's our mission right now. Let's (laughs) legit survive to the next day. So putting that much emphasis on like overall huge mission, I feel like we are, we're still trying to work out our just get through because we got a three-year-old who thinks he's 12 and we got a couple other issues along the way um so i think ultimately finding this like for this next year um to help even our family survive is what was my passion and purpose Mm -hmm. and i love the classroom um so much but i can't go back there and have i can't i don't know how teachers do it who have a family back home like you pour your life into your class and then you go home and you have to pour your life into your kids. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how to balance that. So when this opportunity came up, like, I'm so excited because that's my passion. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping we'll see how it plays out. Um, But uh, just to be able to kind of fuel my passion and heart and love and desire to teach Mm -hmm. that I'll be able to be a better mom and be able to to guide my kids better by doing something I love and I'm gifted at. Yeah. Um, and for my kids to see that as well. Um, but So I'll- just for context, Prenda and some homeschooling opportunities uh, provide for you the ability to have uh, the parent, you, be like a guide or be a teacher and have a classroom environment. Right. But yet you're still with your kids. Right. And what you're talking about is totally real. My, my mom was a teacher. Um and there were days where she gave everything while she was teaching. And then when she came home and me and my brothers, like it was hard. It was hard for her. And I get that now, you know, as an adult. And I have so much love for my mom as a result of that and crazy amounts of grace for, for, for that. But it's not easy, right? right? It's not right. easy. So that's a real thing. Right. So then this, this opportunity to be able to, you know, add some income to our family feel like we have a classroom setting and my kids will excel in that classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Our one-on-one, that's tough. I mean, Riley got to experience that. Like, it's tough, man. Um, no, and the girls around here have never had any tough three-year-olds. <laughs> no, no, not no, one. No, I'm not saying my three-year-old. I'm saying <laughs> all, <laughs> all of them. Ages. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so to be able to have outside people, out peers, mm-hmm. to be able to... Um, jump into their life um, and to be able to be in a setting where it's more structured than um, a homeschool day usually um, is going to benefit a couple of my kids more than me just trying to be on them to get something done. Yeah. So I'm excited. All right. So we're trying to decide what is best for our family. Step one is what's the vision or mission for your family and and, and determining that's a big deal. Um because these school choices are going to play into that mission or vision differently or 
the season of life that you're in is going to play into these decisions differently. What's the next step? Then what? What do we do, girls? Just even having conversations with people you know that are doing something different and aren't sending them to a public school or aren't sending them to the same school everybody in your community is. Just having conversations because you can find out the feel of a place too by having conversations with people. If they have a love for it, you're more drawn to it and then you're going to want to dig in and see if that's actually a good fit. If you're not getting a good feel from them, I don't know if you want to dig too hard into that. So something like this podcast is a great next step, right? Hearing conversations, having conversations with other people, listening to this, then sharing this podcast with somebody else and then talking about it. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? What were your answers to those questions? Having those types of conversations can be helpful. How else did you guys do your research to determine what school choices would align with your family life stage, with your family mission, with your family vision? What other research, what other opportunities or where where else can we point people? I feel like Facebook has a lot of good groups on there. Yeah. That, like if you're interested in homeschooling, there's like homeschool groups on there. Yep. You know. And so, not specific homeschool groups. Right. Like a wide like range, a wide range of, of that. Of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, ran across a lady on Facebook who actually helped me homeschool my daughter last year. I wouldn't have found her if it hadn't been for Facebook. So Yeah. That's great. Social media is a great opportunity. And you just start with just posting, hey, I'm considering homeschooling. Anybody out there doing that? Want to talk, chat, get together? Something like that. You'll be flooded. You will be, yeah, your inbox will be flooded. And if what you're doing is working, don't feel overwhelmed if you listen to this and be like, oh, maybe there's something better. Like, no, if it's working, good, go with it, keep going. You know, it's when you'll, you'll know when, when it's the, when your choice is not working for your kids or your family. So there's a lot of uh, private and charter school options that are out there. Um, uh, Riley, you, you guys are sending your kids to private school. Uh, Jess, you taught at a private school. Jody uh, taught at a private school. Our daughter in high school wants to go to a private school. Uh, you guys are considering private and charter schools. How do you consume information about that? Where do you go to find that? Well, I know one of the things on our list is to just go tour the schools. Yeah. If we're interested in that, just go see, go get a feel, go see how the kids are interacting, meet the you know administration and the feel that they give you. Yeah. Also talk again, like talk to families that are there, what's their experience. And you're going to get, you know, experiences on both ends, good and bad. And then, and try to just, um, yeah, see if you feel like that's going to be a fit for you. Yeah, yeah for think. sure. I think that's when um, we really decided this was the right place. Was we we kind of knew, but then when we went and meet some of, met some of the teachers and met the principal and just kind of heard their hearts for the school, it was like, oh yeah, this is the right choice. So mm. yeah, I do think visiting the school, any school you're thinking about, is super important. Yeah, and visiting those schools, touring them, it doesn't cost any money, right? You can just go do that, right? Yeah. And most of these schools also have outside of these visits. Uh, They also have other events that are free or next to free by going to their sporting events or going to the choir concert or what you can learn a lot from the kids and the teacher and the school just based on going to something like that, I think can be even valuable. And then Jody, we've sent Cambria and our kids to even uh, summer camps or other programs Mm -hmm. that have been affiliated with the school, even though our kids aren't attending that school. And that's given us a feel as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I. This is necessarily wouldn't be a school choice, but if you're interested in homeschooling, mm-hmm. um, 
there's a homeschool convention every year that I yeah. went to growing up and then also went to as a parent to research and look to see what are the resources. Like Jody was saying, different co-ops, also all the curriculum, different speakers, and uh, everybody will share all their different experiences. And so I found it encouraging and a great like one-stop shop to figure out, okay, if homeschooling is something I'm interested in, I can get a ton of different information here. So it doesn't really help you out with other school choices, but if that's the one you're leaning towards. If it doesn't work, you don't have to wait for a semester. You don't have to wait for the end of the year. You can pull and change whenever you want. You're Uh, their parent for a reason. mm -hmm. Like, you know in your gut if it's a good fit. And if it's not, change it up. If it is, stick with it. Definitely. And I'd say, too, like, don't play the comparison game. Um, Every family is going to look different. And that is okay. And that is good. We're all different. We all have different kids. We all have different seasons of life. And um, I love all these ladies that are here. And I love all their families. And we're all doing something different. And I think it's really awesome. Um, So, you know, make your choice and be confident in it. And if you do have to change it, that's okay. But when you're in it, just, you know, be there and it's okay. Like it's good that it's different if it is. Good yeah. words, Riley. Good words. I think just that you're even considering options or seeking things out just shows that, you know, you love your children so much and you care and that you're just, um, yeah, you're going to make the best decision that you know and that's going to be the best thing. Again, like there's no wrong option. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Just mm. whatever. And if what you're doing is working, keep at it. And you can reach out to any of the four of us too. Yeah, I think that uh, oftentimes we can get uh, overwhelmed or we can get uh, frustrated with all the different choices that we have as if it's uh, bad and we're scared we're going to make the wrong choice. And just listening to you ladies just now, it, it let me know again and hopefully let you as the listener know um, there's no real way of doing it, quote unquote, wrong. And you're not committed for them for the rest of life. If we learned something through this COVID period, you can change up school and guess what? They're going to be just fine. Um, and that's great. Um, all right. So just to kind of recap, it's the mission and vision of your family. Research to see how it matches the mission and vision. And really the last step is, hey, no shame. There's no wrong way of doing this. And there might be a right time right now. And that right might look different next year. And that's okay to change it up. Um, Girls, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for loving on the listeners by sharing your experiences and being vulnerable. Uh, We appreciate it. But yeah, this was a fun and different podcast. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Be sure to subscribe to the Stewardship Podcast. But again, I want to repeat, if you know somebody who's considering different school choices, share this episode with them and have a conversation. See how they would answer some of the questions. This will help you discover maybe what options are best for you and your family and for them and their family. All right, we'll see you in a few weeks. Peace out.